ready? Alright guys. Alright, alright, alright. Hello and welcome to the Football Recap. I'm here with DK and Raj. And we're going to talk about the latest football news that's been happening over the last few weeks. How are you guys today? Alright man, yeah. thanks for asking. Alright, I was great chilling, chilling. Had a great day in it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about it. We're here for football, so let's do it. Um, we'll start with the Premier League first. Um, the biggest news this weekend is Solskjaer has been sacked. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, yeah. I'm kind of butthurt about it as a Liverpool fan because for the past three years, they have been given mediocre performances, you know. And as a Liverpool fan, you know, it just takes Manchester United out of the competition. Right. So you don't have to worry about them. But now they might possibly get like a really good manager, which might make them competitive, which eh, is kind of annoying. But you know what? We move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a discussion about Ole in the past couple of weeks and we were kind of predicting that he should be out, but the board was backing him for some reason. I don't know why. But now that he's finally gone out, it feels like a load has finally come off of Manchester United's fan base because they were booing him in recent games and we saw in some footage where Bruno Fernandes was trying to back the manager by <laughs> trying to take the blame on himself. I don't know why he did that. I think you were kind of against it as well, right? Yeah, I think that like, I mean, if a player starts to do that, as a player starts to tell the fans what to do and not to do, then I think the fans have given the player too much... Um, too much respect or too much like if a player feels like he's entitled to like tell the fans what to do I think the, the, the fans have been way too nice on the players yeah. and on Solskjaer mm-hmm. especially when you think about it Solskjaer he said it himself he doesn't do tactics he <laughs> believes in hard work getting stuck in passion and tackles and he doesn't have an overarching philosophy yeah. which is crazy nowadays when you think of yeah. all the big managers they all bring something to the table mm-hmm. um, <laughs> overarching philosophy I, I don't sit here and claim and talk about you know the, football is a simple game it's about making good decisions it's about your qualities it's about being in a team and sometimes we look too much into all the little intricacies and it's passion it's desire who wants to win that tackle who wants to win that ball who who which one of the strikers has got the desire to get on the end of crosses who so you can talk about all sorts and it, it looks nice on paper. When you get, go out on, the, on that pitch, who wants to win? That's, that's one of the big things and you want winners. And uh, I think I'm, I'm getting there uh, with my team. I can't believe that Ole said that he doesn't believe in tactics. I mean, it's a modern Premier League game. How can you say that? He, and didn't, get away he with didn't say it? that word for word, but he yeah. implied it. He yeah. said like, oh, having a philosophy, style of play, mm-hmm. that's not really what I'm about. He wants the players to get stuck in, etc. But I mean, I you're, in a, you're in a league with Thomas Tuchel, you're in a league with Pep Guardiola. I mean, all these great managers and you say that you don't have a football philosophy with right, all these right. managers, right? I mean, that's crazy to me. Exactly. You know, you know what's you funny? Yeah, um, so basically, um, when he said that, I thought it was a joke, right? Mm. But today on Instagram, apparently when they were cleaning out his office, they saw his like tactics board and it was like, um, basically all the things he said mm-hmm. that he, he was like, vibes, um, play for the team. That was what was on the board. 
I don't know if that was true or not, mm-hmm. but like it kind of correlates with what was yeah. out. So the guy coaches on vibe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting I mean, from him. And the problem is, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you see him on a press conference, <laughs> does he give you like motivation, inspiration to win, <laughs> to go beyond, above yeah. and beyond for your team? No. Yeah. He looks with his shoulders rolled in like, oh yeah, we lost. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Sorry. Like... So, he, he, yeah, he's relying on, like, what, charisma and motivation, mm. which is probably there where he lacks, he doesn't have any charisma. Yeah. But we talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's probably a good thing for United now they can start moving on and building a better team. But the problem is they've had so many managers in the past years. Mm-hmm. There was, they're always rebuilding. Yeah. And they bring in so many different players. Mm-hmm. Like they had Falcao, Di Maria, yeah. so many different players. Mm-hmm. If you made a list of all the players they've mm-hmm. had. It's too much, like, in and out. Mm-hmm. Too much turnover. The, yeah. I think uh, Ole was very poor in his team tactics as well. You know, picking Fred over McDominay yeah. sometimes. Not playing Donny van der Beek. I mean, it's crazy to be that you have such a talented young youngster from Netherlands and you don't play him or yeah. don't give him the chance to develop in small games. And the first game you play him in is He's the close. Manchester derby. Yeah. Is the Manchester derby. How do you start someone in the Manchester derby and give him his yeah. debut? He's obviously not going to perform. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. You know what I think is also not fair in a way? I know Ole has been fired, but the thing is, they still have those assistant managers still there. Yeah. Um, Phil, um, uh, Michael Carrick. Carrick and, and, Mike, and I'm thinking, I know they had to fire Ole, but like... They were there when Ole was doing all this thing. So I, I doubt think it's really going to change from now till the end of the season, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ole's the head manager, right? Now, let's say they promote these guys like interim like managers. What are they going to do? I mean, I don't think they're going to do any better than what Ole did. Yeah. So from now till the end of the season or till when they find a new coach mm-hmm. or manager, I think, I predict United is going to be still... On a free down um, yeah. fall path yeah. from there. So. so how long do you think the interim manager is going to be there for? I think how I look at it is now the club is in like crisis mode. Yeah. They are looking for a manager. But right now, all managers, all like really, really good managers. Is I mean, it's, it's my opinion. All right. Really, really good managers out there <laughs> have, have been taken, you know. I mean, obviously, there's the dance. There's like the um, the, the, um, the guy that coached um, Ajax. Um, yeah, him and I think there's like two more. There's um, a good few like this: Brendan Rodgers, yeah, Zinedine Zidane, Ten Hag, yeah. the French coach Laurent Blanc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else has there been? I think that's the main. Yeah, four. that's the main four. Um, who do you who do you think it would be like the best manager at the moment for United? For me, it's got like if you look at it on paper, Zidane for me yeah. psychologically fits the paper because he's play he's managed players like Ronaldo before. He's managed players like Varane before. He knows how to manage big egos. He's done that before in Real Madrid. And I think he'll be the perfect fit to do that at Manchester United as well. But tactically, is he going to be better than Ole? Yes, somewhat he might be. But even in La Liga, he wasn't domestically very tactically good. Because he won only one La Liga trophy in all his years there. So, is he really going to be that successful as a domestic manager? I don't know. And he's never played in the Premier League as well. Like He's not managed a team in the Premier League. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I agree because I think Zidane, like he's basically Spanish. He speaks mm. French Spanish. His wife is Spanish. Yeah. And his kids are half Spanish, half French. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like 
with Madrid for him, he's like he's at home. Mm. So he knows all the media, the press and all that. So, you know, they're going to take it easy on him. He's got a good network. So it's comfortable for him. Yeah. I don't know if he speaks good English. I don't know if he, he's never played in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, so it might be a bit of a cultural shock for him. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he's not really keen on going yeah. to United. Nah. Which I'm not surprised because if you... Even Zidane, his personality, he's, he's a smart guy and a great like manager and player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he's quite introverted, actually. Yeah. So I think like going to a diff- completely new, different culture for him, mm-hmm. I don't think he's really into that at the moment. Um, yeah, and apparently, he's also... The France job is, might be available next oh. year. Yeah, so... Oof. Wow, and in the France, hell. In France, everyone in France wants Zidane to be the, really? the national coach. Yeah, so... I think he has his eyes on the France draft, to be honest. And I don't think United are going to get him. Yeah. And I don't really think Zidane wants to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's a tough one, to be honest. Mm, it is. See how I see it is. Um, I think Rodgers would be perfect for that job. But I don't think he's going to leave Leicester City. But on paper, like theoretically, he'd be good for the job. And in terms of like managing egos, I mean, players like Ronaldo, I mean... They gotta go. Oh, I'm sorry. I. <laughs> they gotta go. Uh, if if it was right, like right. Uh, this, is how I'm gonna. Uh, this is how you see. I'm looking at this like if this was on Liverpool as a Liverpool fan. Now let's say this whole thing was happening to Liverpool. Hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> but if this whole thing was happening to Liverpool, um, and I had to make a decision like that, players like Ronaldo, they have to. They have to go. Why? I don't see what he offers that team. That um. Goals. Yeah. Any regular goal scorer can do that. I'm sorry. Just get a, a striker. And in terms of goals, are you saying goals? Get a youthful striker. They have Marcus Rashford. They have Rashford. <laughs> Rashford can literally... And they talk about Ronaldo giving like, oh, mentality. I'm sorry. If you're like a Premier League football team and you don't already have leadership and mentality, what are you doing? I literally, I was like... That's a fair point, to be fair. Like, exactly. If you're a Premier League player playing for United, you don't need Ronaldo to you don't tell need you, like, Ronaldo to clean and, exactly. and all that. So, it's a fair if, point. A few days ago, I was watching, like, semi... Like, league, 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 Sunday league players play. I mean, I can play football. We all know that. But how I saw them play, they were, like, leading the teams, Like, talking, shot, like, leading this team. And I was, like, amazed. So, I'm thinking, as a team like Manchester United... If you already don't have that, well, something is wrong and it's something that Ronaldo can't yeah. fix. And I think that goes down to the manager. Exactly. The manager is the one who sets up the team and kind of leads. And if, if, if you see the team, there's no leadership. It's up to the manager to motivate the players or bring in the players that bring in leadership. Exactly. But the problem is Ronaldo, he's old now. So you can't like look to build a team long term with Ronaldo exactly. on the team. So any manager that comes in now, He's going to want to like build a team for like next three, four years, right? We can't put Ronaldo in his plan. Yeah. Or you can put him off the bench, but... I agree with all of that, but then, come on, Ronaldo brings a lot to the table. Ronaldo brings experience, Ronaldo brings goals, Ronaldo brings physicality. You can't take that off of a team and, you know, even if a man- new manager comes in and wants to build a team long term, he's going to, you know, want someone who's experienced, can, you know, be a voice in the dressing room and Ronaldo has that. Ronaldo can contribute that in a locker room. So I think Ronaldo really is not the problem. I agree with your point that, you know, leadership should be cultivated and 
I mean, I agree with both of you on that. Leadership should be cultivated in each player. Each player should know, you know, have that mentality to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And I think the manager cultivates that. So you need a manager who can cultivate that in each player. But you need a player like Ronaldo because let's yeah. be honest, he's be the, he's been the one who's been saving United for all this time. Like in the Champions League games, in the Premier League games, he's been scoring those vital goals. Would Rashford score those kinds of goals? Maybe, but Ronaldo just brings that, you know, aura with him to those games so yeah so yeah i think we move on now from the united talk just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. we can talk on, just give me one name of a manager you think at the moment is best suited for united for me it's rogers rogers zidane zidane fair enough guys so guys premier league title race mm-hmm. what are your thoughts go ahead <laughs> you first <laughs> um as a Liverpool fan, I feel like you should go first. <laughs> you see, I'm trying my hardest not to be biased, you know. But, you know, I want to believe Liverpool can, you know, sneak in and, you know, win the um, Premier League. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I have my reservations, we are probably going to win the Champions League. But, um, oh, big predictions. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> great team, Diana. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, in terms of realis- um, being realistic... Um, Chelsea shows no sign of slowing down. Four points ahead of Liverpool. They're four points, yeah. but they're... Three points ahead of City. Yeah, they remind me of Liverpool 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. When we didn't lost, uh, when we didn't lose a game. So, they give me that vibe. Mm-hmm. So, being realistic, I think they might win. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little bit above what I think might happen. I think Liverpool can come through and win. But also, we have a lot of injuries, so... Mm. Damn it. Yeah, Chelsea might win. Uh, For me, I think, yeah, I agree with DK. Chelsea have quite a strong outfit this season and they are seriously not showing any signs of slowing down. They've got Lukaku, they've got Mason Mount, all this great talent on the field. And you know who can really stop them when you think about it? It's Manchester City and Liverpool, the two teams who are like you know, have got strong outfits to last to, through the winter break because I think the winter break is going to decide this season because That's all the injuries are, like, piling up yeah, and, you yeah. know, what are the squads going to look like when January comes around or oh. February comes around after the winter. of Nations as well. Oh, yeah. That's not good for Liverpool. It's not And we're literally... Uh, did you see the bench yesterday mm-hmm. for Liverpool? We had only two um, attackers. Minamino and Kay Gordon. Oh. Kay Gordon, the 16 year old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, not looking good, basically. Okay. I mean, I was going to say, before you said that, I was going to say the three teams have equal chances of winning for me. Because mm. there's oh. four points in between. Like, Liverpool have only had one loss this season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chelsea's had only one loss. Yeah. So it's just on draws and wins, which, you know, you never know. Like, can get free free goals like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think they're they're all playing at this very similar standard. Yeah. And the points there's a little variance, but like most of them, when you watch them, yeah, they're all playing at a very good standard. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like yeah, yeah. It's the only they all have an equal chance. Yeah. Maybe Liverpool might struggle a little bit now with the Afcon, and as you said, um, their bench is is a bit weak. Mm. A bit weak this week. My only point, like, as a City supporter, like, I've been watching the games and my only problem with City and why I'm not backing City to win the Premier League is we don't have a striker. And I don't know if Pep Guardiola is looking for a striker in the winter transfer break, but I think we desperately need a striker because how long can we keep playing Gundogan or Kevin De Bruyne as a false nine? We need a proper striker to bang in those goals. 
and that's the only thing we are lacking in terms of like if we are competing with Chelsea because Chelsea have Lukaku right now and Lukaku when he starts scoring he doesn't stop which is the problem here so yeah i think city in terms of squad squad depth beat liverpool and chelsea they have world class players on the bench one question for you though um with the city squad do you think they're as hungry for example as the chelsea squad because city have won the premier league good few times mm. already they've won every carabao cup possible so far <laughs> And, uh, Chelsea, <laughs> and the, the, the players are kind of more they're older more experienced mm-hmm. they've had a lot of achievement already in their mm-hmm. career Chelsea have more young players that are haven't really necessarily won any major trophies yeah. they're probably like hungry for a trophy mm-hmm. and pumped up when you compare it to City yeah, I, I think mean, that's a factor factor that's a really fair point i mean if you think about it city seem to be not only city pep guardiola seems to be more focused on the champions league and winning the champions league at the moment and you know the squad has is well achieved if you think about every player they've achieved a lot in their careers and i think it's a good point are the players really that hungry anymore do they really want to win the champion I mean, they might be focusing on the Champions League, but they do. Do they have that same hunger to win the domestic cup? I don't think so, to be honest. Yeah. Because to win the domestic cup, like it takes, as you said, hunger. Mm. You really want to want it. Yeah. Like, because you might play well one game, then you go away, the other mm. game, like on a bad pitch, just raining yeah. and all that. You're like, you know what? Scrap this. Yeah. And just take a day off. I think it and you sh- can't have any days off if you're trying to win the league. And it's a fair point because if you think about it and if you see on the pitch if you compare someone somebody like Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden. Phil Foden looks more energetic. Phil Foden wants to win every game. Yeah. You see that on the pitch, but with Kevin De Bruyne recently, he's been looking a little tired, yeah. bored on the pitch, not being as creative as he was in recent seasons. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really good point. I want to get your predictions on next week's Champions League game. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> future reading talent. So, Villarreal versus Manchester United. Ooh. First game. Villarreal, easy. Yeah. Taking oh. it home. <laughs> you know what? I'll just go up with it. Manchester United. I think Ole has been sacked. Good morale for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno and Ronaldo are going to be happy. Yeah, they're uh, going to be popping off the champagne. Being uh, like, we are going to kick Villarreal. They're like, we that coach much. this team now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That much. Uh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'll go for Villarreal. Mm. Oh. They've been. They've done well in Europa League. In yeah. The past. They're a good team. Mm-hmm. Spanish teams are often underrated. Yeah. Um, they play the just good football team. Good mm-hmm. football, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially considering the way United have been pressing the ball so far. Mm-hmm. If you're a Spanish team and you like to keep the ball and pass it around. Yeah. United give the other team so much space. Spain, they press yeah. one by one. Mm-hmm. No intensity. You can do that. You can keep the ball like for the whole game yeah. Yeah. against United. So it's good that I'm the odd one out. So <laughs> <laughs> if I get it right, I look good. <laughs> All right. Next one is Chelsea Juve. Oof. Chelsea. Chelsea for me as well. Mm. I can't Chelsea. look past Chelsea. Chelsea are too Chelsea. good. They're in form. Yeah. Yeah. Reese um, James is gonna score a goal. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Big one, next one is Barca, Benfica. Barca need the win, right? Oh, yeah. They definitely need the win. And with Xavi as manager, I think this would be a big morale boost for him to qualify for the round yeah. of 16. I think they're going to win, too. I think Barcelona is going to win. Do you really think Barcelona I, is able to no, win? Because as a Barcelona fan. I feel like Xavi has like this aura about him. Mm-hmm. Let's get your thoughts on Xavi, actually, guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
I, I feel like he has this aura about him because Barcelona had been going through after um was it um what was it Luis and Luis Enrique right mm-hmm. the last manager that ran the um Messi yeah, yeah, yeah. that three mm-hmm. after he left everyone had been like weird Luis Enrique has like that vibe that I don't know he gives me that vibe the guy loves the club obviously mm-hmm. that could go either way he could like be a success or he could be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer mm-hmm. but. I don't know. He, when you look at him, he gives you confidence. Mm. Yeah, he does give you that. Mm-hmm. So I think he would probably win this game. And yeah. especially everything is on the line. And no res- disrespect to Benfica. It's Benfica. Yeah. So come we, on, Barcelona. We can't say that after they lost the first round. I yeah. mean, like, we, what, we what got is... battered by Benfica. 3-0. Yeah. 3-0 against Benfica. You would never imagine that with a team like Barcelona. But that shows what level we were playing at. We were pathetic under Koeman. Even though it hurts me to say that because Koeman is a legend as well. I would always say that about him. But yeah, tactically, he just wasn't getting it right. It's been a theme with Barcelona managers in the recent past. And you know, he's right. Xavi brings a certain aura to the club. And we can see that on the streets of Barcelona already. People are coming out, supporting the team again. You know, the stadium's filling up again, which is a big change. So yeah, it's a positive change. And I have big hopes for Xavi since he's, he's obviously an absolute legend of the club. And tactically, he's been doing well with El Saad. Even though it's just a Qatari club, the level of football they've been playing, the passing they've been doing really shows signs of Barcelona. So I really hope they can bring that into, you know, the current team and squad. And this is a little bit side off because you just brought his name and I just remembered he even existed. Kuman could be a good Manchester United <laughs> coach. <you know? laughs> well, if you want to say I, that. I think, I think he would do a good job. I, I think he would. Barcelona, when he got into Barcelona, they, are, they didn't even accept, accept him. Mm. He got there and he was kind of like, he was kind of like, you have to prove your worth. Mm-hmm. But as, that's... He came as an outsider. Exactly. Really? Do you think that? Oh, that's the vibe I got. Because Luis Enrique had the same kind of vibe. I think every manager that comes to Barcelona has to prove his worth in yeah, some way or the other. Spanish, don't it? No, not really. Because Luis Enrique had a falling out with Messi in January when he just came to the club. Yeah. And even he had to go through the same thing. It's the strength and the tactical adaptability you show as a manager that, you know, proves your worth to the fans. Yeah. And I think Komen had the chance to do that. And he was doing well until a certain point when, you know, he started playing Griezmann out of position again. He started, you know, fumbling with the young players. He started playing... Uh, he stopped playing Ricky Puig actually who is like a great talent on the field and he stopped playing him for some reason he always used to play Pedri God knows how much he's aged in the recent seasons because he's been playing all the minutes of football internationally and domestically as well so I mean would Komen be a good fit at United oh (laughs) it's uh, as a Liverpool fan maybe you might enjoy it but (laughs) yeah no I think he'll be good I think the only mistake that I, if, if it happens, he'll pro- if he takes Ronaldo with him there, I'll lose my shit. <laughs> he probably won't. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. And I know Van Dijk won't leave us. <laughs> but if he does, that will, we'll fight. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the final game of the Champions League. Uh, they're going to predict is Man City PSG. I want to hear your thoughts on this because you're going to the game. (laughs) I hope PSG win. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go for PSG. All right. Messi is fit. Mm -hmm. Pap is fit. Neymar just died. Yeah. But on the PSG side, De Bruyne is injured. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, Bernardo Silva is on form actually, so it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's gonna be an amazing game to watch. Do you think yeah. Ramos is going to play? I think apparently, yeah, he's yeah. fit now to play. So mm-hmm. let's see. Let's yeah. see. I'm, it's hard. It's impossible to predict. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just say PSG. I really don't know. Me, for me, to be fair, yeah, I don't really care about both clubs. I'm not a fan <laughs> of both clubs. I don't, I don't like Manchester City, you know. Um, I don't hate them. I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. PSG, I'm like, ugh, I don't really like them. They're, like, overrated. That whole squad is overrated. Mm-hmm. Remember what I told you about Mbappe? I think yeah. Mbappe is an overrated player. Ooh. I know. I know. Ooh. And there's a tweet yeah. that proves it. <laughs> I, I, I made a tweet in 2019. And... Yeah, he he is over like that whole PSG team, but it's more like who do I want to see lose more? I want to see Manchester City lose because I don't want them to win the Champions League ever. Mm. So it would be like that one thing that they can't get. I agree. I don't want to see City win. Exactly. So I want PSG to win, but I want Messi to score a hat trick, so Mbappe doesn't get any of that. I'm just happy I'm gonna see Messi. I know that's gonna be nice. Yeah, that's though, gonna be it? amazing. I envy you. But for me, I think I want every team in Europe to beat PSG. <laughs> I'm, I hate PSG. For the life of me, I can't see them winning the Champions League even with Messi. I I want Barcelona to face PSG this season, even though we might get smashed or battered. There's this one percent possibility that we beat them, yeah. and I would go out in the streets of Liverpool and celebrate with a bottle of champagne if <laughs> Barcelona wins. So yeah, for me, Manchester City. I'm right, back Man in Manchester. City. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's see uh, if your predictions were right in a few days. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, um, sir. Just to finish up.